0: Welcome to Conversations with My Dog, with me, Mahani Jahangiri. This week, we have Dominique from Specialized Dog Walking Service, who offers 24-7 walking, Marlebone Walkers. She's here to give us some tips and tricks on the best places to walk in London and how to go about walking your dog for the first time. I'm honoured to have Dominique in my session today. Namapa. Namaste, <laughs> <Pam-a-pa>. Dominique. <laughs> hey, namapa. <laughs> namapa. <laughs> Namaste. Pa. A pawn to be here. <laughs> it is absolutely... A, a, what did you say? A pawn A pawn to be here. That's amazing. A her so
1: like a paw honor. Yeah, a oh my god, I have to write this down. <laughs> we just a paw
0: Honor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, why don't we just go straight into uh, a question that is so essential for me? Because I have spoken to you before and I felt that we really connected on the phone and I had this very strong sensation that you really, really understand the essence of dogs and that dogs are um On the same level as you, like, you really, really have a lot of respect for each individual. I feel that. I really feel that coming, you know, when we're we're talking. Can you give me three reasons why we should love our dog more than humans? (laughs) Oh, no. Just why do we love our dogs more than humans? Three, what is it? What is it that makes us fall in love with
1: dogs? I mean, so many things. I mean, for starters, they're absolutely adorable. So any dog is cute. Not all humans are cute, not personality-wise, not physically. Dogs are just absolutely adorable. They're so sweet, so cute, so soft. Um, But I think they just have an amazing aura and their essence. It's so much more pure. They don't have alternative intentions. Um, You know, maybe if you're eating your sausage roll, they might look at you with an alternative intention to sort of snatch it from you. But essentially, dogs are really pure. Um, What you see is what you get. Um, And I just find them absolutely amazing creatures. And they really... You really are their life. So when you work with dogs and when you have a dog and when you learn, you know, what it means to have a dog, you realize, you know, they're not your possession, they're not your belongings, but they're part of the family, but you are their entire world and you you can really see it when you have a dog and when you work with dogs and I don't know, they're such amazing, amazing creatures and they all have different personalities and they all have, you know, their unique little selves. So... Yes, that's what I think.
0: They do have their personalities, you know, uh, they really do. Can you talk us through some personalities that you've met throughout your career?
1: Absolutely. I mean, interesting personalities. Yeah, because everyone says, I feel that, um, you know, I've been walking dogs and I've been in the industry since I was 20 years old. I'm 36. So that's quite a few years. Um, And I feel that the industry was always like, Oh, all dogs need to be in a pack. All dogs need to eat at this hour. All dogs should eat this food. But when you work with dogs and when you have dogs, you realize they don't all like the same food. They don't all digest the same food. They don't all like to play ball. They don't all like to go to the beach. They don't all like to play with other dogs. I've noticed that dogs, they gravitate towards, toward, they gravitate, sorry, towards different breeds. So it's not. That every French bulldog wants to play with every French French bulldog and every English bulldog. They might want to play with bigger dogs, but it might be each dog is different. So maybe Ozzy, who's a little French bulldog yeah. I'm house sitting for now. Maybe he loves Labradoodles. That's his go-to dog. But maybe another French bulldog that I that I walk called Hudson. He absolutely loves other French bulldogs. He goes right towards them. So I think you see and you learn dog personalities when you're with them and you see that they don't all like the same things and that not one shoe fits all, let's say. You really need to learn and understand your dog. And I think that's really important to notice. And you notice that when you work with them. Um, We actually started when we started Marlowe Walkers, um, we were doing group walks. But as we went along, we now specialize in one-on-one walks because we cater to each dog's needs. And clients let us know, this is what my dog needs. Can you see if this is okay with him? And so we cater exactly for what clients and dogs need. It's
0: incredible. Um, Have you ever thought about... writing a book about all the different characters of dogs. I could see this book coming out with, uh, hi, I'm, you know, look at my, you know, I'm so different or something with a title. You know, I can see this book with, with your knowledge and understanding of dogs and the way you look at dogs, not just as a, this says not just, I hate that word because it's an animal species, but the animal species is as equal as the human, the human species. Like you said, it's absolutely, equal, isn't it? Uh, I think really there's a, a book ready for you, honestly, out there. Uh, I wanted to say you started with um, your own company in New York, at Penny Paws, or can you tell us a little bit about that? When did that start?
1: Absolutely. So I went to university um, in the States and I had to leave my dogs, my two dogs, Corey and Penny in Rome, um, which is where I grew up. And I was very sad to leave them um, but you know, I had to go study. So I moved to New York and I just was petting absolutely every dog that would pass me. It was insane. I'd be like, Oh, Oh, every time a dog would pass me. So one day my friend said, Oh my goodness, you're so obsessed with dogs. You should just start walking them. I had no idea what that was. I was like walking dogs. What do you mean? So I found out that there was something called a dog walker. And so I got my first gig, uh, my first dog, uh, her name was actually Morgan was my first ever dog walk, uh, dog client in New York. And then I started walking Morgan. And before I knew it, I had Boris and before I knew it, I had a little company on my hands with 79 clients, uh, nine dog walkers. And that's what I ran. Yeah. Throughout university. So from about 1920, uh, like 1920 years old up until 22, that's what I was doing. So I started Penny, Penny, Paws. Um I called it Penny Paws in honor of my dog, Penny. She was my little beagle. And uh, yeah, and that's how, uh, Yeah, that's how I got to stay with dogs, keep dogs, but also sort of go back and forth between Rome and New York, because obviously as a university student, you do come back home for summers. So I didn't feel, um, I wasn't ready to take on another dog, um, as I was always going back and forth. So um, I just called my dog walking company, Penny Paws, my first one, in honor of Penny.
0: And now you have this uh, Marlebone walkers. Can you tell me something a little bit about this?
1: Absolutely. So, um, I wanted to return to Europe after uh, four or five years in New York. I did love living in the States, but I thought my heart was sort of back in Europe. So I decided to move back. Um, I did a year in Rome and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to London. A lot of my best friends were in London. And so I moved to London and I was gung ho about starting, um, I didn't know if I was going to call it Penny Paws again or Penny Paws Two or what I was going to call it. Uh, My friends were incredibly supportive because they said the New York market is light years ahead of the London market, so it's a great time to start this. So um, about four years ago, I said, "Okay, let's let's do it." Four or five years ago, I submersed myself in this. I started researching the the dog walking uh, market, understanding how it worked, and I just said, "Okay, let's do it." I fell in love with Marlabone. I love the fact that it has bone in the name, which is so silly um, and almost (laughs) stereotypical. but I was like, oh, dogs love bones. So I was like, Marlabone Walkers, it just sort of hit me like a light bulb and I went, let's do it. And so I I opened Marlabone Walkers and um, I started on my own. Um, It was a lot of hard work. I had to sort of work closely with clients to understand what it was that they wanted, what it was that we could offer. And I really try to put everyone, um, sort of at an equal, I want everyone to be happy. So, and by everyone, I mean my clients, my dog walkers and my, um, cl- and my dogs, like the, the client dogs. So, um, I said, okay, how is this going to work? So I really had to work very hard for about one and a half to two years to understand how everyone was going to be able to work in sync. And we started with group walks. And I soon learned that actually what people tend to prefer, especially dogs, are solo walks. So at the moment, um, I need to update my website. So I do apologize for that because we specialize in solo walks. So it's one-on-one, dog walker and dog. And we've just learned that dogs prefer it so much more because they have a special bond with their dog walker, but not only they get to socialize at the park. So we bring them to the park, We have we organize play dates for them, we play ball with them, we run with them. We do everything that the dog wants to do, and it's so catered to the dog's needs. And that's something that we had to learn because as I said at the beginning, we just thought okay, let's do group walks. everyone says you know dogs are pack dog or uh, pack animals. This is what they do. But we felt that actually that wasn't the case because they are city dogs. They do have their own, you know, they have their own routines with their parents. You know, you have dogs that are going on private jets, dogs that are going on boats. You have dogs that only go to on the street. Other dogs that love, you know, going to the park and socializing. Every dog is different. And so that's what we've been able to do is just cater our services for what the dogs and the clients want and need. And what suits them best?
0: You know what? I'm just seeing a business there between you and me. I literally can see you uh, calling me up going, I've got five clients, personal clients, uh, who want to do a doga class in Marlebone, you know, Regent Street, and I'll come over and give them a little extra Absolute. doga <laughs> topping. I mean, this is this is what I always say, syncing up with other pet businesses, and but also with the same understanding and concept. And I love what you're saying about every dog is different because yesterday I went to a, a special um, um, event. Uh, my friend lives in uh, Hazelmere and her partner passed away so it was celebrating his life and it was a really beautiful party and there were a lot of dogs in the house. Now Robbie, my dog, he knows certain dogs but it was really interesting. He, we went to church, he was hanging out with me, then he was I was socialising in the pub during the wake and everything and he was like, yeah, alright. But then we got to the house and there were other four dogs there that he already knows. He knows Gracie. He knows Benji. Guess what? They had a play date. They literally had their own play time together. And Robbie finally got away. He he forgot about me for the first time in like one and a half years <laughs> since lockdown. I, do you know how happy I felt? Absolutely. My dog is having a little separate party. So that's why I don't think it's unreasonable at all to cater or to specialize things because... Our dogs are our babies, aren't they? They really are our babies, and it makes us feel so much better when we know they're happy. So, um, this so is that what you would say? You uh, your business dif- differentiates from other types of business without looking arrogant, you know, comparing to other dog walkers. You are you look at everything, right? Yes,
1: a- yes, absolutely. I really wanted to provide um, a more personal service. I wanted to keep. Price is also competitive because everyone said, Oh, you're doing solo walks, whack up the price. And I thought, you know, while it is a business, I really, really care about both my my the dog owners and the dogs themselves. I want my clients and the dogs to be happy and my dog walkers as well. I really love my dog walkers and they've a lot of them have been loyal to me for you know four years since we we first opened. So I, I really take that to heart. Um, so yes, when I, when I started learning about the business and the London market and, and really learning about dogs and understanding what it was that they needed, I said, actually, solo walks is so much better because I want to give everyone what it is that they want and need because not, not everyone's requirements are the same. And I feel, you know, I, I think about things like, for example, dog food. Everyone says, now we're finally evolving dog food. But back in the day, I mean, and I'm talking five, six years ago, it was like, oh, just feed your dog, you know, some crunchies and he'll be fine. And I thought, imagine if you got fed cereal for the rest of your life, for breakfast and lunch, everyday cereal, would you be happy? Really? Why is it okay to feed dogs, essentially cereal, breakfast and lunch for the rest of their life? You know, maybe some dogs will be happy with that because that's all they know. But for me, I was like, no. So, you know, I have a lot of clients now that cook their own food or they also, you know, they, there's a lot of companies now that um, they provide sort of raw foods and they're mixing vegetables and different types of meats and some grains and fish. And I think that's excellent because it's like, finally, someone's evolving that market as well to realize not all dogs should just be eating crunchies for breakfast and lunch for the next 13, 14, 15 years. They should be integrating different things in their lives. And so I'm sort of applying that to dog walking as well. Can I ask
0: you, um, what do you think about acupressure for dogs, um, massage for dogs, things like that? Is that something you would like to bring into
1: um, your business? It's not something that I think that I would evolve personally, but it's something that I do believe in. Um, so I do have a few clients who, you know, dogs maybe have been injured or maybe during birth, because that's another thing. Um, if we talk about where dogs come from, sort of the breeders, if you're going through a respectable, a respectable breeder, you know that you're probably going to get a healthy dog. Who's going to have little um, underlying conditions. If you're going through for a puppy mill dog, which is absolutely horrible. Um, you're probably going to get a dog. Who's probably going to have quite a few underlying issues that you're not going to be aware of. Um, and so I did have a few clients and friends as well who got dogs from sort of puppy males in these different places or potentially adopted them from bad situations and they had, you know, their posture was misaligned or they limped funny or there was, they walked funny. So they had a limp, you know, there was something wrong with them and they did try different, um, you know, different, different sort of procedures. So acupressure and puncture as well. Acupuncture was one of them and they have improved greatly with them. I know it's a little... I know it's uh, maybe far-fetched for some people, but I, it is something that I do believe in, 100%.
0: Well, I'm so glad you're saying that because the idea of doga is that it's actually not dog yoga. You know, a dog doesn't actually need human yoga poses. We need the animal yoga poses to um, to realign ourselves. But the thing is, the dog aligns with you completely with their owner when the owner is still and calm and is breathing correctly and so the dog really benefits from a from a from a you know we can actually i believe and this is crazy as it gets maybe uh is that we can prolong our life with long breathing as well as our dog's life we can actually give our dog a quality oh i'm so glad
1: you're saying 100 percent. you know it's very hard superfoods for dogs spirulina um moringa you know different different superfoods i believe in all this stuff for dogs i use it on my dogs my golden retriever lived until he was 16 and penny was almost 16 and she's she was a beagle so i i couldn't agree more welcome to mum's
0: the word a brand new parenting podcast with me ashley james pregnancy piles and all the other problems that come with parenting I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything it's all about truths taboos and of course celebrating the amazing highs too each week I'll be talking about the journey of being a mum for me it's my first time so I'll have some celebs and experts and you guys to help join me and hopefully figure out what on earth I'm meant to be doing it's a podcast for all the parents out there our very own little club Hit follow now so you don't miss an episode. Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast with me, Ashley James. Coming soon. It's the best parenting podcast out there.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: Now, tell us about your up and coming event. Um, I know it's still in the making, but can you reveal a little bit about what you have in mind for International Dog Day? Yes.
1: um, So it is still in the making. Yes. So it is still in the making. So we're still deciding sort of if it's going to be a week long event or a day event. But um, I currently have partnered up with the Treehouse Hotel in London on Regent Street and um I'm their official dog walking company so they are a dog friendly um hotel so if you're ever in London and you need and you have a dog and you need to stay somewhere the treehouse hotel is amazing and uh yeah so we're their official dog walking company so um We're doing an event for International Dog Day because we want to celebrate dogs and we think it's important to celebrate dogs. But it's also just so fun. And, you know, after the year and a half um, that we've had with COVID and things, and we are still in COVID. So things are getting better slowly but surely, but we're still not back to the way things used to be before COVID. I think it's nice to sort of celebrate the nice and positive things that we can celebrate, like dogs and our lives and, you know, just events and things. So we're celebrating International Dog Day. Yeah, I
0: I just think this year will be so poignant because they, I mean, personally, I think my dog saved my life. I mean, it's it's um, he helped me to get through this. I mean, literally, I was, you know, without Robbie, I did. It was very, very difficult. I was very challenged mentally because I live on my own and I really, really struggled. And if it hadn't been for Robbie, I don't know where I would have been. So I think. And I'm sure a lot of listeners here who are listening in now will maybe agree with me how important it is to celebrate our dog this year. I mean, it's poignant. It's so important.
1: Absolutely. I I definitely agree. And I think a lot of people felt the same way because, you know, not everybody lives in a big ranch with a load of animals and they can have the outdoor space. You know, a lot of people were stuck in, in their flats and a lot of people live alone because, you know, that's what you do at a certain age. And, not be able to go out and socialize and meet people like we were used to and also just be constantly stimulated through everything that we do, whether it be something as simple as getting your coffee to doing an amazing dance class or a doga class or you know whatever it is. Yeah, that was sort exactly. of all taken away from us. And so you know you spent a lot of time being able to think. You know you had time to think all the time. Um, so I do think dogs and any sort of animal was so important during lockdown for so many people. So absolutely. So, yeah, so we're celebrating dogs.
0: Yeah. You know, I actually feel like I can talk to Robbie now. I talk to Robbie on the train the whole time because we are connected telepathically. Why? (laughs) Because of that bond, because of a year and a half, having the time to think and look at your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, and then starting to look outwards, seeing what your dog is actually potentially thinking you know, or connecting to his thought waves. Do you know what I mean? And his process. So now I'm just constantly talking to Robbie. I mean, I'm the I, yeah, I'm the crazy dog lady on the tube talking to my dog. You know, that's what I do,
1: and I think it's valid. I think you're. I think you've just. You've you've passed on to the realm of dog walkers because we are always talking to dogs. We need to make sure are you hot? Are you thirsty? Are you okay? Do you wanna go play with that dog? Do you wanna stay off lead? Do you want to are stay you? on lead? So we talk to the Oh my god, because I ask, Robbie, I ask Robbie.
0: I asked Robbie. Like yesterday I said to Robbie, Look, do you wanna go for a walk here? Do you wanna stay with these people? And he's like, mm. And I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna put this I'm much more in tune with him now. It's unbelievable, and he really does, his little face and his little ears. and I can feel it, and I, and I talk to every dog the same as I talk to Robbie. I say, oh, hello, do you mind if I hold your ears? A little massage. You know, I talk to them, and the owners, the owners smile, and they're actually learning from me as well, the way I communicate to them. Uh, and they're like, yeah, he really likes that. And I said, yeah, I know that because I asked for permission. Do you know what I mean? I, I speak to the dog and they will let me know, do you want to be touched? You know? Um, of course. Yes, of I want course. to be touched. You know, it's amazing.
1: Sorry, I can't cut in. Tell
0: me more. Tell me more about your plans.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we are going to be hosting um, definitely a day, which is the 26th of August um, at the hotel, but we're hopefully looking to make it a week. Um, so we'll probably from, I think that Monday up until the 29th of August. And um, we're hopefully going to host a Doga class Uh, We'll probably be having a raffle where we will be able to give away some nice goodies, um, whether it's sort of, you know, the balm for the paws, for the nose, maybe some biscuits, maybe a shampoo. Um, We'll probably, Marlaba Walkers will probably be offering some free walks. So it's going to be a great event. And it's just going to be about, you know, coming down to the Treehouse Hotel, bringing your dog, enjoying the time, and just socializing with other dog and dog owners and just other people, something that we really haven't been able to do for a long time. So it is in the works, so nothing is confirmed as of yet, but it's pretty much 99% confirmed. So we will definitely put something on our websites and on the treehouse websites as well and on our Instagram so people know what's going on
0: and you must collaborate with the organic pharmacy where i did my doggy yoga class there uh, just up the road in Malabon High Street because they um they're dog friendly and they do i think they do a couple of things for dogs or they have products for dogs shampoos uh uh yes. margo maron yeah so there's uh, quite a few businesses around to collaborate with as well uh, in the Malabon oh, area absolutely. i think mr yes. and mrs sniffle or is a small something sniffle uh, mr and mr small or something like that do you know about them the yes, groomers yes yeah. 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 they're the yeah. groomers
1: yeah, Mr. Mrs.
0: Smalls, yes. It's just wonderful to connect all the dots. And I think it makes it so much more poignant when you really co- do a community thing, you know. Oh, and I'm going to tell you another thing. La Brasseria, Marlop High, my favourite restaurant. They do a lot of ca- collaborations for dog owners uh, because they love their dogs in the restaurant. La Brasseria. I, I always get my table there with Robbie. So they are totally up for it. Yeah, La Brasseria.
1: Um, I think... I think really so much of Marlabone is so pet friendly. I mean some some shops have biscuits um, some shops, you know, they just, they can't wait for you to come with a dog. I, we've been to Lululemon before um, and they just absolutely love the dogs. I mean, literally they'll just like take your dog, you'll walk in and they'll take your dog at the entrance and they're like, oh, we want to stay with the dog. So Marlebone is such a great community because it really is a community and I feel like everybody loves it. It's so dog friendly there.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing and it's very European, isn't it? It's got a very European flavor. Uh, the whole road. It's my favorite road. It's where I always go for for, for dinner, for breakfast, for, yeah, it's my road. (laughs) We're promoting Marlebone. They're going to love us. They're going to start sponsoring us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So how do you see the future of your pet business? Where, where are you going to go with this? Are you going to hire more people or where are you going to go with this?
1: Well, yes, we're always, we're always hiring more people and we're always growing our network of dog walkers. Um, all of our dog walkers, they're like handpicked by me, they're trained, they're checked. Um, and it, it's really important that they sort of become part of the family. So that's why I say I'm really honored when my dog walkers are loyal to me and they stick around for so many years in such a long time, because it really shows me that hopefully I'm doing something right. And I hope they agree. Um, and so, yes, I hope to grow my network of dog walkers 100% because I still want to continue offering a stellar service. Um, what is in the future of Marlebone Walkers? I don't know, maybe another branch somewhere, a different city, a different country. I'm not sure. It's sort of in the works at the moment. Um, what about so, Roma?
0: The Roma in Rome. Um, your home I country, an think- Italian.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't think there's definitely a lot of requests for dog walkers and, and, and pet service, um, like the pet service industry here. But I just think it's still light years behind with regards to getting because um, when you offer a good service, you really have to make sure that the customers are also understanding what it is that you're offering so that they're sort of in line with you. And I feel that as much as I love Rome and it is my home city and I, it is just my home in general, um, I'm, I I don't think Rome is ready for dog walking like it is in London yet. Um, and if I can, when I moved to New York, you know, New York had been doing dog walking forever. So when I started Marlebone Walkers in London, um, I really had to, again, work with clients to make sure that we were all in line so that they understood what it was that we were providing, but they also had to play their part. So silly things like, Committing to a five a day, um, five times a day, five, sorry, five times a week (laughs) schedule, Um, you know, calling me on a last minute basis. We can do that sometimes, but it doesn't guarantee I can't offer the perfect service that I want to provide because I need to make sure that my dog walkers are available every day at the same hour. And they're willing to be and they're willing to commit if I can offer that consistency. But if I don't get that consistency from clients. It's hard for me to offer that consistency back. We try our best, but it's difficult. So that's what I'm talking about. Sort of being in line. Everyone has to be in sync with what it is. So sort of giving and receiving.
0: Absolutely. I love your enthusiasm because you sound a bit like me (laughs) with yoga. I say there's no benefits without the consistency. And I was just coming back to a very important question that I want to know. How would you compare your New York clients to your London clients. But, and I wonder whether you were going to say the same thing because uh, the consistency part, uh, I'm very intrigued about what you were saying, that, that the inconsistent um, part, the commitment part.
1: They're very different. Um, my New York clients, what I found in New York is that when you get a dog, before you get a dog, you already have a dog walker. So you say, whatever. November 1st, she said, you know what? On December 15th, I'm going to get a dog. I've decided. I found this amazing breeder. I'm going in on the 15th of December and I'm getting a puppy. Great. In the meantime, I've interviewed seven dog walkers and five dog walking companies and I've narrowed it down to three. So I'm all set to go. So when the 15th of December comes, I'm set. That's what I feel. I, I, I really see a lot with my New York clients that they know that when you get a dog, it sort of comes hand in hand that you're going to get a dog walker. But for the simple reason that we, too, as humans have our lives, just like parents have their lives outside of their children. You still need to go to the gym. You still need to go. And you should have the right to go to a restaurant and get your coffee or go on holiday. But you can't bring your dog everywhere. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you don't, just like children. So I think it's great that in New York, it was sort of like getting a dog, got my dog walker already, to go hand in hand. London was a little bit different. It was like, oh, I work from home, so I'll get a dog. Or my cousin lives around the corner, so I'll get a dog. And it was like, okay, but do you ever go out to dinner? Do you ever go on holiday? Who's going to walk your dog? You know, if you're going to the gym every day from one to three, whatever it is. And it was sort of getting clients to think outside of that home dog box and to realize, oh, wait a second, I do have a life outside of my dog and my dog can't come with me everywhere. Or also, I don't want to bring my dog everywhere with me. You know, sometimes you do want that alone time, as I said, just like you do with your kids. Um, And I think it's also good for the dogs to get used to other people. Um, just so they're less anxious and there's not so much, it's a lot of pressure when your dog suffers from separation anxiety and only wants you. They destroy your house, they pee in the house, um, they chew things. So I think it's really good to get them socialized. So yeah, so the bottom line is I think my London clients were a little bit more, yes, let's get a dog without thinking about the dog walker. And I've tried to push them towards, wait a second, don't forget about us as well. While my New York clients were like, the two go hand in hand. You have a dog, you have a dog walker. Even if you're only using that dog walker five times a year, you have him or her and you might have two or three so that you're set.
0: I love it. So basically, if, you, if I brought in Doga to New York, my studio in New York, yes. I, I'm visualizing now, uh, New Yorkers oh, they would understand. Yeah, I'm going to yoga with my dog once a week because that's good for us. I know 100%. that it will do him well. That's the mentality. And and here you still need to educate quite a lot. Yeah. You try to, ha- because I think, I think people are just not, yet, not quite understood how important yoga is <laughs> in for themselves. First and foremost. I mean, yoga is an extension of human yoga. Uh, and by the way, this is not an anti UK <laughs> podcast. Enough. I'm just saying it's nice to compare the two things and everybody has their own rhythm. Uh, every of country has their own rhythm and karma and god knows what but on that note on that note um it's an absolute pleasure i could talk to you forever and when i mean forever i mean through infinity you are incredible your passion just oozes through zoom and i just i think you're gonna go so far in the uk i think people will really pick up your your new york uh, ambition and passion and integrity and uh, I can see this branching out really far.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, thank you so much.
0: And and I really, really, really hope this this International Dog Day is going to be amazing this year, that you um, have the most amazing time. And I can't wait to teach doga.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, I feel the same way. I feel like we could discuss. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Everyone thinks what's there to talk about? It's just a dog, but there is so much to talk about. There's still so much to learn and they're just such amazing creatures. So I agree. I could talk forever. Um, I thank you for all the compliments and I am very passionate about dogs and I can hear the same in your voice um, with just yoga, doga, dogs, everything. So I, uh, I I reciprocate and I hope this event is going to be amazing. Um, I am confident that it will be. And if this year it's smaller, I'm sure that it's going to become a thing. So for the next few years, it's going to be something that I want people to look out for and say, Oh my goodness, the, you know, the 26th of August is approaching. It's international dog day. Let's head there because they do a collaboration and it's absolutely amazing. So I really hope that it does turn into sort of a field day that people are looking forward to, and it is in Marlebone. And so, as we said, it's such a great community and such a dog friendly place. So hopefully we can bring sort of other neighborhoods and boroughs in London to Marlebone to just celebrate dogs and and they're humans too, you know, we can't, we have to, we have to give credit to their humans as well, because we do love them a lot in this world. We have to, this is
0: really important, very important point. It doesn't go, it's one with the other, it's like yin and yes, yang, exactly. the human and the dog. That's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And on that note, I press the palms of my hands together into my heart center. And if there are dogs on this show listening too, you can press the palms <laughs> together and bow your heads and I say Pa, maste and Namaste to you namaste. Dominique Namaste to you
1: too Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Conversations with my dog Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode Follow us on Instagram at conversationswithmydog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Nama.